You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. shall he reap. What are you sowing to? What are you sowing to? If you're sowing to the flesh, the flesh is going to get strong. If you're feeding the flesh with all your desires and all your wants and all your stuff, the flesh is going to get strong. But if you're feeding your spirit, your spirit's going to grow. Your spirit's going to get stronger. And then when trouble comes along, you'll be able to withstand it. You'll be able to persevere because you know God is on the throne and God is doing a mighty work. What are you always giving into more, your flesh or your walk with the Lord? Today, Pastor Dave speaks to you about sowing and reaping. What you give into can either benefit you or hurt you. And if you only focus on your flesh, then your spiritual life may die. You must remember what you give power to will grow. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 Kings chapter 10 as he continues his message, A Heart Turned from the Lord. God has established his word, and you cannot violate his word and win. Anytime you violate the word of God, you will be a loser, no matter how much you rationalize. When you violate the word of God, you will be a loser. And Solomon, of all his blessings and all his wisdom, disobeyed the commandment of the Lord, just as God said it would happen, his heart was turned away. His heart was turned away. His wives turned away his heart. Of course they did. You know, based on the Song of Solomon, we can assume that Solomon first loved the daughter of Pharaoh. This was his first wife, remember? He first really loved her, according to the Song of Solomon. Yet Solomon shows us that we who know true love can depart from it. We who know true love can depart from it. And when I read this, I was not thinking man and woman. I was not thinking that. What came to my mind immediately, and I have to share this with you, Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. To the angel of the church at Ephesus, write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Praise God. Nevertheless, uh uh-oh, I have this against you. You have left your first love. This great church of Ephesus, great mighty church of Ephesus, Jesus is speaking here. Jesus is speaking. He says, I know your works. I know your labor. Your patience. You cannot bear evil. I see that. I'm commending you for that. You guys are doing a great job. You tested the people who say they're apostles, and when you've proven they're not, you've called them liars. You've persevered. You have patience, and and you labored for my name's sake. Praise God, you've done all that. 
Nevertheless, I have this against you. Wow. Then why were they doing it? Why were they doing all these good works? Did they think that the good works would get them one up on the ladder to God? Did they think their good works was going to get them an attaboy from God, that they would draw closer to God because of their good works? Were they doing this because they forgot about salvation? What it looks like, you've left your first love. This was Ephesus. This was Paul's favorite church. This was one of Paul, I think it was Paul's favorite church. Because only because of what happened with him and the Ephesian elders in Acts 20. I think it was one of his most loving church and that Timothy was there. I think it was one of his favorite church. I, I, I ranked the Philippians second. But I do rank this as one of his most favorite churches. They left their first love. Who was their first love? Jesus Christ. They've left them. Notice it didn't use the other L word. It didn't say you've lost your first love. It said you left your first love. There's a big difference, folks, in those two words. A big difference. They have walked away from the Lord. Stuff got in the way. Oh, they were doing work, but they were doing it for pats on the back. They were doing it for attaboys. They, they were doing it for their glory. They were doing it for their esteem to make themselves feel better. They were doing all things for that. They weren't doing it for the Lord. They left their first love. They walked away from him. Here we have the church of Ephesus, which was a mighty church, a wonderful church, an incredible church back there in those days. You can still see the ruins today. But they left their first love. Nevertheless, it's never good when Jesus says nevertheless. It's never good. It always means that the Ephesian church did not cancel out the bad that Jesus is about to describe. He says, you've done all these great things. It's almost like he said, but. You've done all these great things. That's sad. I don't want Jesus to say any of those things to you. I don't want him to come to me and go, Dave, I, I see the great things you, you, you're doing. I like what you're doing here. I, I like what you're doing there. And, you know, you've, you've got, gotten through this trial and you, you've showed this. But where am I in all this? Where am I in all this? You've kind of walked away from me. And you're taking all the glory. You're taking all the pats on the back. You're taking all the accolades. And you're not giving one iota to me. You're not pointing the way to me at all. You're pointing the way to you. Where am I? See, we need to be careful. We need to be careful when stuff takes the place of God. We need to be careful when we start collecting things and amassing things, including people. You go to these conventions or, or stuff, and, and, and you go to these conferences and things like that, and you meet other pastors, and sometimes one of the first words out of their mouth is, well, how big's your church? That's me and my wife. You know, I say stupid things. You know, I say crazy things like, oh, well, you know, we're, nobody's there. <laughs> the next thing out of their mouth is, where'd you go to school? What do you mean where I went to school? I went to Cherry Hill High School in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> what do you mean? They, 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 see, they're all looking at man-made things. They're not looking at the right things. They have the wrong perspective. Because to them, those things are good. Jesus is saying, you guys are doing a great job. Look at what you're doing. People might have even been getting saved. Who knows? But you left your first love. You walked away from me. Oh, man. 
oh, my, I get chills. I get chills just thinking about him saying that to somebody. I get chills of him saying about somebody, one of you or me. I get chills. I don't want to ever see that happen to anybody. Look what he says, though. He gives them an out. He, he, he doesn't leave them hanging. He doesn't say, you left your first love, you're dust, goodbye. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Repent and do the first works. What was the first thing you did? Believe, thank you. You believed. You believed by faith. You accepted Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And you believed. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You believed. What must we do to do the works of the kingdom? Jesus, believe upon him whom he sent. You believed. Repent. I'm sorry. I went the wrong way. Please forgive me, Lord. I know you love me, and I'm sorry. I want to come back. I want to be back. And he's, he's the father. He's the prodigal son father running to you with the royal robe, running, running to you with the ring, running, kill the fatted calf. My son has returned. Praise the Lord. My son is back. He once was dead, and now he's saved. He's back again. You can never go too far from the Lord. You can never run too far away. Because I got news for you. You may be running as far as you think you are, but as soon as you stop and turn around, he is right behind you like this. Remember what Mark said? There was no condemnation for those who were in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Remember the woman caught in adultery? In the very act? Woman, where are your accusers? There are none, Lord. Neither, then, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. They left their first love. Solomon left his first love. Solomon left the Lord who had put him as king. He wasn't supposed to be king, but God put him as king. And he left the Lord. He walked away. He walked away from that. What a sad, sad commentary. He left his first love. Everything on the outside looked fantastic. You look at Solomon, you go, whoa, this guy's great. Ask him any question and he can answer it for you. Look at his house. Look at the temple. Look at all these other construction projects. Look at all these wonderful things. Go to his stable. It's miles and miles and miles and miles long. Look at all this stuff. Look at this guy. But Solomon, I got one thing against you. You left your first love. You walked away from me. You left me in the dust. You left me there. Solomon. We don't know when Solomon decided to start to collect wives. We do read in, in 1 Kings that he went down to Egypt and he married Pharaoh's daughter in some sort of a treaty. That was his first wife. He might have said, well, gee, my dad had multiple wives. Why can't I have multiple wives? It was never God's plan all along. It was always God's plan. One woman, one man. That's what marriage was supposed to be. It was always God's plan. Jesus railed against the Pharisees for that very reason. You can read about that in Matthew 19. He talked about the Pharisees. But when he added these wives, when Solomon added all these wives, again, Deuteronomy 17, you should neither multiply wives. Why? They will turn your heart away from God. And that's exactly what happened. Over a thousand. See, the heart of the matter was Solomon's heart. The heart of the matter was Solomon's heart. He had turned away from the Lord, and he turned to other gods. 
The Lord had spoken to Solomon twice audibly. The Lord had spoken to Solomon twice audibly. How many of you wish God would speak to you? You're all thinking, Lord, if you would just speak to me audibly, I'll go on my way. Really? Here's the wisest man in the world. They're probably the richest man in the world. Had everything he ever wanted. Had a relationship with God. God spoke to him twice audibly. And he still went astray. He still went astray. So Solomon takes each of his wives and he goes and he makes these little tents for them. He takes these little wives. He makes these little tents. He, Molech, the worst abomination of a god there possibly was. They used to have child sacrifices to this god. All these gods were horrible gods. And, the, and, and, he, and he makes them because his wife wanted them. And he, it says he, and he says he went to the high places. And this is directly against God. Where were they supposed to worship? Somebody? Jerusalem, in the temple. They were supposed to worship in the temple. Remember the woman at the well? Remember the woman at the well when Jesus got there? She said to him, well, your people say we're supposed to go to Jerusalem and worship. Well, yeah, they were supposed to worship in Jerusalem. But he made high places. They went and they made these little altars someplace so his wives could worship their God. And he ended up worshiping them too. The problem with Solomon, it says, was not loyal to the Lord. He wasn't fully loyal to the Lord. That's what the problem was. That's what compromise will do to you. It'll keep you from being fully loyal to the Lord. You've heard it said he had one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. You've heard it say that one. He had too much of the world to be happy in the Christ and too much of Christ to be happy in the world. You've heard that. Somebody's straddling the fence. Somebody trying to live in both worlds. Well, I'm a Christian today, and I'm not this day. You know, he, 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 he didn't, couldn't do that. He wasn't loyal to God. One thing God requires of us is our loyalty. He requires our devotion. Did you ever hear it said that God is a jealous God? He is jealous for you. It's a great song. I know. He is jealous for you. Yeah. Love like a hurricane. Yeah, right. So he's, he's a jealous God. He wants you, and he knows the value of you coming to him. One foot on either side. Solomon couldn't make it in the middle. Why? Because he couldn't fulfill his discontentment. Solomon couldn't fulfill his discontentment, and that's why we gather so much stuff. That's why we jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, because we can't fill contentment. We can't fill that place in there that only can be filled by God. There's a place in our heart, you've heard it, the God-shaped hole, come on. There's a place in our heart that can only be filled by God through Jesus Christ. It can only be filled there, and in that place is true contentment. Paul says, I've learned how to be a base, and I've learned how to abound. I know what it is to get beat up and get the snot kicked out of me. I know how to have everything I've ever wanted. I know all these things. But my contentment comes from the Lord. And in Him I am truly content. And I paraphrase terribly. But His contempt, that's where our contentment is. That where our contentment should be is in the Lord. Solomon wasn't content in the Lord. Solomon was only content if he was amassing stuff. And I hate verse 6. I hate verse 6 because it sets up the rest of 1 Kings and the rest of 2 Kings. It says, 
Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. And as you go through the rest of the books, as we go through, you'll see king after king after king after king. It says he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And every now and then, you'll get one or two that said he did what was right in sight of the Lord. But they are extremely few and far between. The majority of the kings are going to follow in Solomon's footsteps and they do evil inside of the Lord. They keep the high places and don't tear them down. So what does God do? What does God have to do? Somebody tell me. What does God have to do? He's got to judge. God is a righteous judge. He's got to pronounce judgment. God has to pronounce judgment on Solomon. Remember what he said back when he appeared to him? If you do this. Remember the if and then? If you do this, then I will do that. Remember that? Well, Solomon didn't do his part. Solomon didn't do the if. God will certainly do the then. God will do the then. Let's look at the rest of the 9 through 13. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord God of Israel, who appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but He did not keep what the Lord had commanded. There it is. Therefore, what's that therefore? Solomon didn't do what he was supposed to do. Solomon didn't keep his end of the covenant. He didn't keep his end. Therefore, remember, this is Old Testament. The covenant worked both ways in the Old Testament. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this and have not kept my covenant, there it is, and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, there's that word again. Nevertheless, nothing ever good comes after he says nevertheless. I will not do it in your days for your sake of your father, David. I will tear it out of your hand to your son. However... I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. We're going to come into a point where there's going to be a major rebellion. There's going to be a major rebellion in the kingdom. There's going to be people who rise up against Solomon. And Solomon is going to have a hard time quelling this rebellion and keeping it down. And Solomon is going to end up dying. And his son Rehoboam is going to take over and the nation splits according to God's purpose. Remember, I'm not going to do it in your day. I'm going to do it in your son's day. So Rehoboam becomes king and the nation split. You get basically 11 tribes go to the north. 11 tribes go to the north and they become Israel. One tribe stays in the south, but there's another little tiny tribe inside that tribe, Judah and Benjamin. They stay back. And you have a northern kingdom and you have a southern kingdom. And it's split that way for decades. It's split that way for a long, long time. God preserved Judah. Why? Because Christ would come out of the line of Judah. Yes, he preserved Judah as a nation. And remember the, remember the promise to David? The promise of David was that one would sit on your throne when? Forever. So he preserved Judah as a nation. He preserved that. And there would be king. And if you go through the genealogy of Jesus Christ, all those kings came from Judah. 
They came from Judah. So God is now keeping his promise that we're going to find out that he's going to be. And what does this mean? It means God's not mocked. God is not mocked. What a man sows, that will he reap. Sow to the flesh, you'll reap the flesh. Sow the spirit, you will reap to the spirit. I will surely tear away your kingdom and give it to your servant. The entire kingdom, and we're supposed to be to the descendants of David forever. If they remained obedient, they did not. So he took it away. He took it away. This was his recompense. This was what he got. After this, like I said, things go like a sled down on the ice for Solomon. Things go very bad for him the rest of his life. Old adversaries appear. They rebel against him. A new rebellion comes up and all fulfills the Lord's judgment. What a man sows, that shall he reap. What are you sowing to? What are you sowing to? If you're sowing to the flesh, the flesh is going to get strong. If you're feeding the flesh with all your desires and all your wants and all your stuff, the flesh is going to get strong. But if you're feeding your spirit, your spirit's going to grow. Your spirit's going to get stronger. And then when trouble comes along, you'll be able to withstand it. You'll be able to persevere because you know God is on the throne and God is doing a mighty work. And you see that happening in your life and you become stronger and stronger as you study the word of God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And as you get stronger and stronger in the word of God, God will put you in a place where you can share your troubles with someone else who has the exact same trouble. And you'll be able to minister to that person. And you'll be able to say, God bless you, but this is what happened when I was in your position. And God showed me this and showed me that. And you'll be able to minister to that person. And you'll be able to build that person up in the Lord. We need each other, folks. And we need there. And when we start to slip, we need a phone call. Help, I'm slipping. I need someone. Help me. Come to my aid. Show me Jesus. I told you about my, one of my best friends, Dave. He centers me on Jesus Christ when I'm having a bad day or when he's having a bad day. We call each other. And the first thing we do is we center each other on Jesus Christ. Because he is the center of our lives. And as long as we're focused on him and moving directly towards him, we're going to be okay. But when I get off, start worrying about my troubles and worrying about my problems one way or the other, bad things happen. And I start to think that I have something to do with, I have something to do to cure this problem, which is insane. God will take care of the problem. God's got your back. He will always have your back. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you have not left your first love, Solomon left his first love. Solomon walked away from the Lord, and now he's going to pay dearly for it. In fact, not only Solomon, but the entire kingdom of Israel is going to pay for it. And this is the last thing I'll say. Sin has greater consequences than we know. Sin has consequences that not only affect you, but it affects others as well. Remember that. Solomon's sin not only affects him, but it affects his children and it affects the entire nation of Israel. Entire nation. Entire nation. You are a We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. 
There you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank available to listen to, download, or even share with your friends and family, all free of charge. Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in 1 Kings or jump to another book of the Bible. Each book gives some useful insight into God's plan for you and the world you live in. We trust that A Sure Hope is an encouraging program for you, and if you're without a church family, we'd love for you to join us. If you happen to be in the Cape May area, we'd love to meet you in person for a time of worship and Bible study right here at Calvary Chapel, Cape May. We meet weekly on Sunday at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m., and you can find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we understand and we'd still love for you to be part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at assurehoperadio.com and don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we are grateful that you were a part of our listening audience today. Be sure to join us again next time for more from First Kings right here on Assure Hope.